0: The NFL
1: Podcast would have pleased Aaron Rodgers by now. From the Chris Wessling Podcast Studio, it's the Around the NFL Podcast. I'm Dan Hansis. I'm joined by Greg Rosenthal and Mark Sessler. And boys, this is the flagship show. We're going to be talking about Sunday of week seven or as it will be forever known going forward Duck and Cover Sunday. Hit it!
0: dum dum beetle dum dum beetle dum dum beetle Deedle-dum-dum There was a turtle by the name of Bert And Bert the turtle was very alert When danger threatened him he never got hurt He knew just what to do He duck and cover Duck and cover He did what we all must learn to do You And you
1: And you And you And, you. Yep. and cover Oh, yes. Six games today decided <laughs> by at least 22 points. Tying an NFL record. We got two more to go as we're taping this. Greggy, it's Duck and Cover Sunday. It's been branded and it can only go forward.
2: Did you know that song beforehand? No, or that, that was You found it. That was one Because of when I think like one team like destroying another in a football game, I don't know if that's like the musical accompaniment that fits.
3: I mean, it. but we I would say we have the rights to that song because it's from 1861. <laughs> so it's crossed the 100 year. A lot of know, bad incredible. games.
1: A lot of bad games today, Dan. A lot of bad games. And that that was how if, if it's crazy to think about it, that's the defense department sending out. um videos or, or films for children, school children to watch in the early 1950s oh um, to be aware that a, a nuclear bomb could come and and blow you up at any moment, but if you duck and cover. Here's the thing. Mm. We didn't have time to, to duck and cover. We didn't see this coming. Well, no. maybe Jets fans saw this coming. No
3: psyops coming our way from the government as children for but, this one? But, uh, yes,
1: yeah, so this was a, ga- a day of gnarly blowouts, and we're going to get to all of them because even though, Mark, there were a lot of lopsided affairs and not much in the way of drama. We learned some things about teams good and bad that we will be able to take. Uh, we'll take out of it going forward. Well
3: That's the like, first of all, I kind of, maybe I'm different on this front a little bit because I've always liked, like the occasional blowout. Right. And, it's a it's it's a Sunday with a lot of statements by certain teams that I think felt a little disrespected, a little doubted and they've basically told us correct your thinking about us.
2: Right, in theory you could have seen some of these coming cuz we had three of the biggest lines of the year all in one week, but two of these blowouts were from underdogs, you know. Oh. So no no one saw it coming. All right, so we got Nick Shook coming up. Well, on.
3: unless you read my underdogs column in which two of them were predicted, but that's okay. Mm. Well, no you- one's reading that apparently. <laughs> I understand how this works. Well, you
2: had lo- you also locked up against one of those, so that it's hard to try to take you credit Don't
3: try to – you're, you're, you're muddling the message. It's hard you're, to try to take credit for a thing you locked up. I, I did it correctly in one format. Right. Well, that's, that's all you've ever ed- gone
1: for. You said, just give me one format correct, and you try This you know.
2: format, yeah, we'll, we'll talk another.
1: It's like in it craps, and I don't know how craps works. I just watch sure, people, me and I'm astonished by it. I was like, I'm going to put this thing here, 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 here. Just get it
2: right. Give me one, and I'll take the dump. It's the perfect right column for you because you – in the I have read the column you don't pick upsets you just say here are six games where there could be an upset it's it's
3: absolutely perfect it's because not even I can point it. to it's anything either I want way, to right. suggest that I've been correct <laughs> and that's all that matters how did you come up with that that's great all right. uh, let's, well, let's through get confusion into- <laughs> I can promise you let's get into
1: the
0: game starting with yes a blowout be sure and remember what Bert the Turtle just did friends because every one of us must remember to do the same thing that's what this film is all about duck and cover Burrow in the gun on third and two, he'll look to pass, quick throw, slant caught by Chase, runs to the 30, breaks out of the pass, he's sprinting down the middle of the field, The Ravens 40, pulling away at the 30, 20, 10, touchdown! How great is Jamar Chase? 82 yards to the house!
1: Oh my goodness, even Bert the Turtle could not deny that Jamar Chase is special certified special Joe Burrow threw for a career high 416 yards and three touchdowns including yes that 82 yard strike to Jamar Chase who shed some tacklers and was off to the races huge play in the Bengals 41 17 win over the Ravens in Baltimore A game in which they pulled away boys it was a back and forth game it looked like oh this this is game of the day written all over it uh, for the first I'd say two and a half quarters and then Cincinnati just found another gear and that's what I took away from this game. It wasn't just about Joe, Joe Burrow being excellent or Jamar Chase being transcendent. This was a total team effort, Greg. Where the offense, passing game, the running game, the pass protection, and the defense all showed up at the same time. And guess what? Cincinnati now at five and two is tied with the Ravens. Of North. Whoa! This is a statement game. If See, it's now a- you're in on the statement. I'm now in.
2: All I right. Mean, to, that put to put up seven years. To put up 41 points in Baltimore about a year after the Ravens embarrassed the Bengals and and I know the last year's Bengals were a much different Bengals team but Joe Burrow was there and they weren't ready Zach Taylor was there and they weren't ready and I just remember that game so well as as a total embarrassment and to to put up this many yards of offense 520 on the Ravens a week after the Chargers. Struggled so much. I I did not think the Bengals offense had this in him. I thought they could ha- they could have a win in them, but I did not think they had a forty burger and five hundred and twenty yards of offense in They are one of the best big play offenses in the NFL. Jamar Chase by himself is like one of the best big play offenses in the NFL.
3: Though you could see it coming though, if you and I know that you know you could chalk this up as nothing, but some of the like the actual super confident quotes coming from Jamar Chase and others in the weeks leading up to this. This is a different Bengals team. It starts with their defense as well. Trey Hendrickson has been a great signing for them and been on fire last couple weeks. Sam Hubbard on defense. They're really well coached, and they just have explosive elements. I mean, Jamar Chase, it's not just about Burrow and Jamar Chase, but 200 and one yards off eight catches. He has a game-changing deep pass in every one of his seven rookie performances. I mean, they just have elements they didn't have a year ago. And I think the Ravens, you know, this was a game where it makes me look at what happened against the Chargers last week with more bafflement because it's just such a week-to-week matchup-type league. But they... They are also a team that is very banged up. Their replacement running backs that were getting a lot of praise did not show up today, and it just you couldn't keep pace. At one point, the Bengals scored on six of seven drives. That's unheard of for, for, for something that's, that Bengals fans have, been, have seen in recent years. Now, Lamar, happening.
1: Lamar looked like he wasn't bad, but Cincinnati clearly had him figured out a little bit in this game, and, and I thought it was interesting. There was a moment in the game, I believe it was after the Jamar Chase touchdown, where Cincinnati went back up and Baltimore sensed things slipping away and they had a fourth and one deep in their own territory. And they called a a Lamar run. He runs for the first down. You're like, okay, they're going to get going here. It was very hard to get those 10 yards, but we got it. They go four and out on the next four plays, turn the ball over uh, deep in their own end, and then Joe Mixon takes it into the end zone and the game's over. And people are pouring out of M&T Bank Stadium. Uh, So, you know, I just... You know, we could talk about what's wrong with the Ravens, and is this are they a fluke and a mirage? I don't think any of that is in no. play. I still feel good, very good about Baltimore, but like this is just the the state of the NFL right now. Maybe it's always been this way, but it feels even more so this year. Doesn't matter if you're home or away. Uh, if one team comes ready to play and has a good game plan cooked up, you can get embarrassed in your own building, and it happened again in this game. And I think Chase, you talked about it, Greg, going into. Um, this game that Cincinnati's offense.
2: Right. You got to spread it around so much for that.
1: Right. I don't know. And maybe you do because you need depth and you need guys to contribute. Injuries can hit at any time. But this Jamar chase thing is turning into something special. Like we are looking at a guy you have to to me, you got to go back to Odell Beckham. And I know Justin Jefferson was awesome last year, but to me, you got to go back to Odell's first year with the giants. When a guy took over the league and you're like, Oh my God, what's happening here? Eight for two Oh one. Uh, that breaks Speedy Thomas's franchise rookie record of 177 yards receiving, set in 1969. He is a one-man wrecking crew, and his chemistry with Burrow, you know, obviously the LSU teammate thing, this is carried over, and they are locked in together.
2: I mean, he has more than 500 yards than the number two receiver on the team, which is Boyd. He has 500 more yards than him. I mean, he's he, this is a historic rookie season so far. I, I'm not concerned about the Ravens long term but I do think their run game and their defense has been mediocre mostly this year it wasn't last week and I was not sending their running backs praise last week personally it was their their offensive line did blow open some big holes against a really bad run defense but this week 12 carries for 21 yards they they just don't have a running game other than Lamar Jackson that they can rely on and the Ravens e- even though the passing game is dynamic They don't make sense to me if they don't have a running game.
3: No, and and Lamar was four for 12 with 67 yards when a pressure was applied with five sacks. And the Bengals did it right. 17 of 36 dropbacks, they applied pressure.
2: Who had the Bengals being 5-2? I, I mean,
3: nobody. zero. And
1: that's the most sacks Lamar Jackson's ever taken in a game. And Zach Taylor gave a game ball to the entire defense after the game. He gave a game ball to Lamar, uh, Jamar. He gave a game ball uh, to the quarterback. And you know what we've never actually done on the show, I think? And this feels like the perfect time. Let's hear from Zach Taylor speaking to his team in the Ooh. locker room after the biggest win of his career.
4: But I could not be prouder of the complete team effort now we've been that's waiting out. on all season, and you guys saved it for a road game against the Baltimore Ravens. Pass yeah. off to you guys! How about that?
1: And then let's just wait. Listen, it's trying I, to get us excited about Zach Taylor. I want to pitch. I want to pitch something here. Uh, we lost Wes in February. I know he had a complicated relationship with the Bengals, but he is since this is Cincinnati. This is a, an entire Wesling family that's getting excited behind the scenes. The Cincinnati Bengals team of ATN. Who's coming with me? Mm. I'm, on. I'm in. I'm on. in. Uh, Mark, it's the Bengals. It's not like the
3: Ravens <laughs> or the Steelers. I mean, what? How bendable? <laughs> how bendable am I? I mean, I, 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 I can enjoy what I'm you watching. You whenever we, we talk, you were about- rooting for the Bengals I, today. This is different, and and honestly, like I'm not, I'm not. This is not the Ravens. I'm not going to give you attitude about it. But it's, you know, I'll go with you. But I'm kind of like the person that's being brought along <laughs> on a car trip with another family, and I just have to. I'm in. You know.
1: So you are bendable. You could say no, it's
3: fine. I mean, but it, because it's because it's like 12 weeks of us arguing about it. Uh I'll, I'll Well, we haven't even had
2: one for years at this point. So uh, I see
3: where you're going. I understand. It is the funny when they when they
2: play the Browns a couple times. Uh one question I have is uh, who day?
3: I mean, if we're going to be doing that all they
0: think going to beat the Bengals. Who day? Who day? Who say no to the Bengals?
3: No. I mean,
2: it just bothers me though that they do that and the Saints do that. It's just like that was the Saints thing. I don't even know who was first. I don't care. They've been doing it forever well, it sh- too. Well, it should matter who's first. We'll, we'll right. look into that. I might decide whether <laughs> they just, actually are. It the just team. bothers me. All
3: right, uh- find a day that we pick an AFC East team as you know team of ATL. It never is the day. <laughs> this is this is starting now. I'm realizing that I'm annoyed by this. Just to let you know. Oh, now now we're learning that.
1: As soon as I looked up and saw your eyes, I was like, "Uh oh." I
3: mean, it's you know, it's a bridge too far for one person on hey, the show. Hey, fair enough, fair enough, fair they, enough.
1: They won't be the team of ATL listeners. If you're upset about this, please at Marcus Well, uh, no, hold on. Though. Yes. In the spirit of the West. West, we West, West
3: would never have signed up for the Browns as team of ATL because we are AFC North foes, and I would have understood right. why he wouldn't. He wouldn't sign up for the Bengals
2: as team of ATL. That's the thing. Much in fact, li- we did he had a strong a couple times. For we the did Browns try to. What anyways. if West
1: comes to you in a dream tonight and says? Yes. Do then it. I would do it Make in a him second. The team of Then ATN. I would
3: do it in a second.
1: All right. I don't think Wes would Can be you down. control that, too? I do not think Wes would be down with the Bengals' team of ATN, but I really wish he could have seen this team taken off right now because that would That's have been That's true. A, he did love Joe Burrow.
0: He believed. He really did. Yeah. So
1: let's take a break. All right. So one blowout. Interesting, but a blowout. Let's move to another interesting blowout.
0: That's why these children are practicing to duck and cover just as you do in your school. We duck all and know cover Sunday. Is very dangerous. Since it may be used against us, we must get ready for it, just as we are ready for many other dangers that are around us all the time. Now going in motion, Tannehill, direct (laughs) Steph Henry, he throws in the end zone, man is wide open, caught, touchdown Titans, Michael Pruitt! The Titans go to the King Cat, and the King has thrown for a big six!
1: Mike Keith with the call WGFX Derek Henry what do he call him the, the king cat the king dog what did he just call him the big dog he
4: the, calls him king
1: cat like I heard wild, king cat yeah. like wild cat Got Got off of his and he's uh, direct yeah. snap to Henry okay. Derek Henry's touchdown pass to miko Pruitt was the first of five consecutive scores to start the game by the Titans who jumped out to a 27 nothing first half lead on the Chiefs and route to a Twenty seven three win. That changes a lot about how we should view the AFC from this point forward. Uh, Mark, lots of bad Chiefs talk here if we want to go there. And we will. But let's start with Titans Good. Tennessee has beaten both of January's AFC title game participants in the span of six days.
3: Yeah, and I you know, I I know that, you know, just from when I occasionally log on to Twitter, poof, that is a pain in the butt sometimes. But um there are a lot of annoyed Titans fans who think that me, you, the rest, do not have not given them the credit due. And I think we're allowed to have our opinions change on teams over the course of a fortnight, over the course of 10 days. Look what they've done over the last 10 days. And today, you know, even when they beat Buffalo, it's like you still have to go do it to the Chiefs to the point that, you know, Erica and Gravedigger, I'm sorry, but Greg and I locked up the Chiefs. That was a show of disrespect. <laughs> so did Nick Wesley and the Wesleyan. <laughs> it went very poorly, and you know what? That is awesome. You got you to eat it if you're one of us because we were totally wrong. Who saw the Titans putting up 277 first-half yards to 67 for the Chiefs, owning the ball for 23-plus minutes? The kind of game where, if you're us and you're tracking it and you're not at a... Tennessee or Nashville-based sports bar, mm-hmm. you can watch the second half with kind of a side-eye because all everything right. you need to know has happened. And it was, to me, a day where kind of everyone involved said, you have counted us out after that week one Arizona loss. Look at us now, Ryan Tannehill, who at one point was 14 for 16 with 195 yards and a touchdown. The game at that point was 24 to nothing. It felt over. A.J. Brown, who won his um, courageous battle with Chipotle. We don't know what was inside (laughs) that Chipotle product. It's been... It's guesstimated that it could have been old shrimp, um, stale meat, but whatever. It's out of his system at this point. He was fantastic today. Could have been bad vegetables,
1: Mr. Vegan. It could it could have been something non meat related. It's possible, certainly possible. I
3: would put that lower on the scale of probability, but it is possible. That's all I'm saying. E. Coli or mad cows. If we don't have the answers, we
1: can't make assumptions.
3: This is a game also where the Titans were not healthy at for big chunks of time. Taylor Lewan is obviously out. Their backup, Kendall Lamb at left tackle, was in and out of the game. Roger Saffold, who is honestly one of the biggest people I've ever seen in my life. The way he looked in his uniform today, I thought it was like, Roger Saffold ate Roger Saffold, and then that's what we saw. Ben Jones got hurt at one point. They're still dominating left and right. So and he what we- cloned
1: himself and then ate the clone.
3: Right, unless okay. there's another man named Roger Saffold also. But I, I would just say this it wasn't a game where, like last week, you just gave it to Derrick Henry and ev- that was it. It was everyone else telling you, we're also capable. This was an A.J. Brown game where he was totally dominant. Julio Jones made a couple big catches and their defense. Put it on the Chiefs. If we want to talk about the Chiefs, it was We enough. will. We will talk right. about the Chiefs. Let's stick with the
1: Titans for now. That sounds to me, uh, Greg, like one of the most surprising developments – of the year that the Chiefs not only all right, so their defense struggling, not so surprising. The offense though, going into the tunnel shutout, managing just three
2: points, Patrick Mahomes getting bullied, never would have seen that come. I mean the Titans didn't score in the second half, am I right? Nope. Didn't the, the, the fact that the Chiefs scored three points in the second half when when they're down like that, to me that spells out the difference of where they are right now versus where they've been in the last couple of years because they, they worked really hard. After halftime, they have a 10-play drive, 8-play drive, 18-play drive, and 17-play drive, and yet you can't hit enough any big plays. You get three points out of all of that work. One, one of them ends with you know Mahomes out of the game. Hurt. Henny's in there, and they, they fumble away that one too, not that it made any difference. That's the part that you have to start looking at what's going on offensively and. Yes, the turnovers are somewhat fluky and shouldn't keep up this way all season, but the lack How much of... How longer exp- can we say that?
3: Well, though? today's n- did not look fluky to me the way that many have. Um, there may be some pressure. Even the first but- is like a tip pass. and so-
2: All I mean is that y- you don't expect them to turn the ball over at this rate for 17, 18 weeks. Uh, but they're not getting explosive plays. That's been pretty consistent, you know, other than last week in the second half. Yeah, that like, has been consistent. Travis
3: Kelsey and Tyreek Hill did not exist in the first half of this game. Jarek McKinnon led the team at halftime with 15 receiving yards, so that's very attip- I didn't
2: think the Titans defense had it in them, but it, it's what Mike Vrabel wants in terms of complimentary ball that, you know, the Chiefs really only had the ball three times in the first half, so you only had to get a couple stops, and they did it.
1: Mahomes entered the season with a touchdown to interception ratio of almost five to one. I mean, he's been the greatest quarterback ever statistically to begin his career. So to see him, and it's not just him, but he bears blame with this too, the the pressing of the offense and how the turnovers have just piled up. And I think a lot of us who have put our faith in Mahomes and Andy Reid to get this figured out, are left scratching our heads because every time you think that they get it figured out, like in the second half last week against Washington, say, okay, now they're going to move past that. And then this happens, and maybe next week they come out or whenever and they play a, a big game again. It's like, okay, but now I don't trust them. Now I feel like there's something different this year from last. And uh, when you look at their their conference record, which is very bad, I believe it's 1-4. in four? Um, and you look at the teams ahead of them right now, it is going to be tough for the Chiefs to get back to the playoffs where they are.
3: Right. I, I think their offensive line um, presented more issues today, Kansas City. Danico Autry, who wherever he goes, he's always showing up on film and not getting a lot of credit, was destructive today. And like, it, it's Patrick Mahomes looking, to me, like other quarterbacks when they're under total duress. Three and
2: four is a very manageable situation though, long term. That said, it's they're very disappointing. I'm just saying, like, three and four is very manageable in a seventeen game yeah. season to, to bounce back from and, and make the playoffs and or win the AFC West. The the issue is you're, you know, stacking problems up upon problems now. Like people getting on Chris Jones for his effort. He he's always been a guy like a lot of defensive linemen who take a few plays off here and there. And so there was some questionable effort on a couple of the Henry runs. You got Frank Clark, who's really killing them in terms of not giving them value, Um, you know, laughing on the sidelines and stuff. And this is where you do look at the fact that no teams ever made this, you know, it's very hard to make the Super Bowl three straight years. Um, When, when was the last time that, that the, that a team made the Super Bowl three three straight years. The, the Patri- Bills, Patriots, did Patriots, it. yeah, Patriots did it once. They didn't win all three, but it is it is very hard to like keep stacking success, and it feels like they're feeling that right now. And they have a tough schedule. Ahead, They are not
1: out of the woods here. They've played a really tough schedule. Five of their first seven opponents were playoff contenders, but three of the next four opponents, Packers, Raiders and Cowboys. So if they don't get it figured out internally, these games are going to continue to happen. Gravedigger, we got to turn it over to you real quick before we move on, because I know they've won now, I believe, five of six and a lot of people did not think that Peg the Titans as a big-time AFC team early in the season, and now it's hard to deny that they're in the mix.
2: And that one of the six is the Jets. Yeah, that's weird.
4: <laughs> yeah. I mean, Mark was talking about how Titans fans want more respect. Like, don't lose to the Jets, and yeah, then you can help. have it. <laughs> that would help.
2: And, and keep coming with defensive performances like this.
4: Harold Landry looks like a beast. He's up to seven and a half sacks on the year now in a contract year. And he looks like the edge rusher that people thought he was going to be coming out of the draft. Took a few years, but here he is, finally. It's
2: crazy because they're so shorthanded in the secondary. Them holding KC to three is, is one of the surprising results of the year. The fact that in their last five quarters, they've outscored the Bills and Chiefs 37 to three is wild.
4: And the Titans came into this game having not scored on their opening drive eight straight games, which was the longest active streak In the NFL, and they came out in this game and marched right down the field and score on that Henry touchdown pass. That really set the tone, I think, for the whole game. Are we
3: still going to get these, um, you know, annoyed tweets from these people on the, you know, (laughs) according to Wes in the Midwest? I mean, I see it as the Tennessee's not in the Midwest in my book, but annoyed people.
4: (laughs) Titans fans, we talked a lot about the Titans today because they're a legit AFC contender. Yes,
2: they are. They are. There's so cute. many. There's and is it, it makes it fun? Does it feel? And by the way,
1: uh, Ricky uh, locked up the Ravens today. Does it feel better that the that Greg, Mark, and the Wessling brothers all locked up against your team? That has to make it even sweeter.
4: Mm. It was a little nice. I, I remember it. we were walking out of here on Thursday, and I said something like, oh, "I'm sorry about all you guys losing your lock this week." <laughs> kind of tongue in cheek. Not really ex- expecting
1: hit us, hit it. Hit us with three Grave Diggers and then send us forward. Grave you deserve diggers. it. Give us another one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and give me one more. Grave
0: diggers. What a day. All
3: right. Tongue out of cheek now. Let's move.
0: Carr looks to the middle. Fires. Grabbed in the end zone by Foster Moreau. Jackpot, baby. Vegas touchdown.
1: Brent Musburger, of course, of uh, KRLV. Yes, the Bassachia bump. It's real. Derek Carr threw for 323 yards and listen to this a 31 of 34 passing performance through a touchdown pass. The Raiders easily defeat the Eagles 33 to 22. Um, Vegas outgained Philadelphia 443 to 358. Uh, Vegas scored on five straight possessions after the first series ended with a car interception at the Eagles five yard line. Uh, and, uh, mark the we- the Raiders weathered an internal storm that would shipwreck other teams uh, but this team has played incredibly well in two weeks since John Gruden's resignation
3: Yes, they have. And uh, were I someone that, you know, had eyes on this game, I could give you a lot more details, but I'm very impressed with uh, what I'm seeing from a distance.
1: I mean, you're a broadcaster. Right. You could give me something above the treetops viewpoint and then kind of throw back my way. You know, know, this is how we do it. Or ask questions.
3: I (laughs) have been plagued. I could ask questions. I will (laughs) say one thing. I have been plagued with a non-enjoyment of Derek Carr for a long time. I'm starting to – that's starting to change. He reminds me of Rich Gannon, the year they went to the Super Bowl. Mm. With Gruden, they they, they kept him that entire year – which Gannon there. was
1: the MVP that year, I believe.
3: Well, actually, Gruden was was actually not on that team either. That was Bill Callahan. So.
1: But, get, but you said Gannon, right? He
2: looked like Gannon.
3: Gannon was fantastic yes. that season, and Carr looks to me to be the same.
2: But yeah. Carr's got a a rifle that Gannon wishes he had. And I know there this this game wasn't about deep passes, but he had that forty three yard throw to Zay Jones, which was on third and long, I believe. And that to me was Derek Carr in 2021. It was just an incredible throw, got protected pretty well, trusted his guy who who was Zay Jones to make a play. Zay Jones makes it. They're they're just one of the best passing games in the league. The Eagles don't have a great defense, but this is what you do against bad defenses. 31 to 34. He is a top 5 quarterback. I you know, I said the same thing in the previous. I never thought he could play at this level. Because he, he is playing as well as any quarterback in the league.
1: He just looks so comfortable in the offense. And he's had, you know, stretches and recent- – Everyone
2: was like, well, he almost won the MVP in 2016. It's like I watched every one of those stats that year – or 2015. He was overrated that year. Like his numbers did not belie him being a top three or four quarterback. He had a great year. But this – I think this car is way better as my
1: – Yeah, point. I think – If you've followed his career from the jump, he has gotten into grooves over stretches where he's been like, you kind of talk yourself into him a little bit and then he'll take a step back or the team takes a step back and you're like, okay. John Gruden was the same way. Gruden seemed to always be in and out uh, when it came to Derek Carr. But right now it's just a sustained level of really good play. And, um, you know, after the game, uh Basaccia called Derek Carr, Derek Carr the voice of the Raiders now with Gruden gone. And then Carr repaid that favor by telling the media that uh, he believes Basaccia should be the coach now and in the future. So it's a big love fest now with Vegas. The season could go one of two ways when you have something like what happened on that Monday with that stunning Gruden resignation. And the Raiders have rallied around. So one of the beat writers misfun- point,
2: yeah, dysfunction. M- one of the re- re- beat writers point out, Basachi is so humble, like he did his press conferences after Carr and another player, which is like never happens. He was like, "No, you guys go first. I mean, or he didn't. <laughs> he
3: didn't know the process
2: of the order. Just run <laughs> out. To- it's just that's that's um, a thing. I mean, all they had to do is get rid of John Gurdon. They're one of the most complete teams in the league now. I know. Well, it is.
1: It's I'm a, kidding. It is. It's just the Raiders were good before. Uh, Gruden left. They're good again. They ha- just happened. He got he stepped away when they lost two games and it was just kind of built in this narrative which was tired immediately that he he left a mess. He came into a mess and he left a mess. Now the Raiders are ready to roll and I think they have a chance here uh, to make the playoffs and one last note about Vegas's performance today. They did it without Darren Waller who was inactive with an ankle injury. They also lost Josh Jacobs who always seems to be hurt but he got uh, a chest injury after he ran for 29 yards on six attempts in this game, scored, and then left the game. I, but
2: I mean, I they know. did score nine points in the last game with Gruden. So I, right. what I, I'm not saying it's because of Rich Basaccia but it hasn't hurt.
3: It has not hurt. Ch- a, change can help if you're getting rid of it's someone who's just an right? ego like vacuum. Like Gruden nobody's is, defending John Gruden. They, here.
1: they like were cherry picking when you you point at this game and then you ignore the the three game winning streak at the start of the season.
3: Right. I this is my point
2: is team, My point is coach. he comes he comes in Basaccia after two terrible games where they're one of the last ranked offenses in the league, didn't top two hundred and fifty yards in either it matters one. That's who they played but they go. They played the Chargers and the Bears. I mean, okay. Those those were the two games where they, where they struggled offensively. The Chargers. I, I'm just saying, it hasn't hurt to get a little Bisacci, a bump. You get into the bye week, it is a different Raiders team. They I, they haven't hit the they, bye week like this in a long, long a time. They played a bad
3: Eagles team today. It was like Eagles they were State. losing 30 to seven. And I like I, I saw Nick Siriani on the sideline. You want to talk about a non bump? He looked like he was on the phone with like a car insurance salesman, at, like dealing <laughs> with a car issue. He looked completely disengaged.
1: The Eagles have lost uh, five out of the last six, and with the Deshaun Watson rumors swirling. Over all over the place. I, you know, Jalen Hurts, to me, week to week when you watch the way he plays, he's not bad but you wonder what the Eagles are thinking as they look ahead no, both sure. to what's on the trade market and what happens come next spring. Chris Martinson time.
2: reported they are not in the Watson um, sweepstakes. He he seemed to indicate Watson was the reason why Well, because he's got a in. no
3: trade clause they, he, and he right. can decide, uh, they, I don't want to go he there. Doesn't They've go said there. Miami is the only place he does want to go.
2: All
1: right, much more to get to but first, let's take a break. All right, duck and cover Sunday continues
0: on. First, you duck, and then you cover. And very tightly, you cover the back of your neck and your face.
1: Lobs it, far side, Ertz with the catch at the 30, loose of the 20. Far side, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Zach Ertz, 47 yards! Becomes the first player ever to have touchdown catches in consecutive games. For two different teams.
3: The first ever? That's I heard right. that too, and it like that's never happened. Huh.
1: Well, good for Zach Ertz. That's Dave Pash of K T A R with the call. DeAndre Hopkins caught a touchdown pass against his former team. And yes, Zach Ertz caught that touchdown pass for his new team. And the Arizona Cardinals scored 31 unanswered points to roll past the Texans.
3: 31-5. to five. What are we even doing here? Mark, your thoughts? Well, it was 31 unanswered because they came out very um, messy on offense. And I, I thought a little bit lethargic, too, to some degree. But it's a good opportunity to talk about not their offense for once, but the Cardinals' defense, which came into this game second in DVOA and looked like it. And I know it's, I know it's Houston – But this is not this isn't a new thing. They dominated Cleveland and created total havoc a week ago. They've been doing it week after week. It started in week one with Chandler Jones having the five sacks. He isn't even in the lineup right now. But Marcus Golden wrecked the Texans today with two sacks. He had two last week. J.J. Watt, Greg, you mentioned this on our Friday broadcast, continues to thrive and look like he belongs more and more. Davis Mills, again, Davis Mills has been really up and down. I mean, at least a little bit up and a lot down at times. Had 23 completions for 135 yards. That's 3.5 yards per pass. That's partly Houston's totally inept, uncreative offense, but it's also Arizona's defense saying, our offense is going to have plenty of time to get back into this because we're in complete control of this game. And after that terrible start for the Cardinals, I think part of their issues, if you look at the last couple weeks, Max Garcia at center in for Rodney Hudson, who's fantastic, has had issues. He shot the ball over Kyler's head at one point today early on. That happened last week in Cleveland. So there have been issues with that transition at center. And Kyler was running for his life a little bit here. And just, they they had about I think two one or two yards after the first three drives. Then, they got completely... Then they won 31 to 5. Then they then they just <laughs> I'm not did. worried about
1: the center too much when it's
3: they're wa- well it's, it's, it's been to two five. weeks in a row. They're they're, yeah. they're lucky that they didn't get into a hole like that against a better opponent, but AJ Green 41-yard rope an awesome catch in this thing. DeAndre Hopkins at a catch on one throw that I thought Kyler might have been one of Kyler Murray's best of the year, where he showed incredible vision and arm strength finding Hopkins along the sidelines. So it turned into everything you thought it would be. It didn't start that way. But this Cardinals defense shows how balanced they are because the offense when it wants to be is totally overwhelming and the defense is for real.
2: Sometimes a box score does tell you the story, and at least it tells me the story of their season. Six players on their team had over 50 yards in this game. And to me, that is the story of the Cardinals' offense this season. It is really spread around. You don't expect Ertz to be that guy, but Max Williams was doing it before Ertz. Kirk gets fifty, Hopkins fifty-three, Green sixty-six, and then the key lately, over the last month, really, is Edmonds and Connor both looking good. Kyler Murray has not needed to run at all. His rushing totals has fallen through the roof, uh, through the floor this year. He's he's barely running at all. That's, it's kind of amazing. If you can be this good without Kyler Murray running and with Rondale Moore as your fourth receiver, it's like right, are cooking make, with
1: gas. He's going to make good pl- big plays with his legs at certain points of this right. season. Right, he hasn't but needed you to. If you don't need him to do it, that's going to help everything. It's going to make those more effective. It's going to keep him healthier. The Cardinals remain the NFL's only undefeated team. They're 7-0 for the first time since 1974. The Texans... Uh, are 1-6. and six.
2: They've lost six straight. The that's, bad teams are worse this year. I mean, the, the Texans have lost way. their last three road games by a combined score of 102-8. to eight.
3: They're non-competitive. That's, yes.
2: that's and crazy. The, and the rare uh, instance eight. in the NFL of a team laying that
1: 20-and-a-half point wood, and it was not a problem for the Cardinals. <laughs> Let's move on.
2: Laying that wood. Should have locked them up. 20-and-a-half. <laughs> not allowed. Like Could oh, you lock wood. up the spread 20? That's Let's go interesting thing oh wow look at you that's 50 so time. really it's a lesser than, than taking a favor
0: <laughs> snap Rogers backpedals <laughs> that's, Lo- that's lost right side end zone and he's got Tanyan over the shoulder catch touchdown and he spikes the end zone with the football
1: whoa he spiked the end zone with the football now that's
3: next level spike.
1: <laughs> Wayne Larvey with the call WTMJ Aaron Rodgers threw touchdown passes to three receivers, including that one to forgotten friend Bobby Tang. And the defense stood tall in the red zone to help the Packers beat Washington 24-10. That's six straight wins for Green Bay. The Packers haven't lost since that 38-3, trouncing uh, at the hand of the Saints on the season opener. Uh, Greg, Green Bay continues to efficiently take care of its business.
2: Weird game. You know, the Washington football team ends up with 100. 26 more yards in this game, more yards for play. That was skewed a little at the end, but not that much. They looked like even teams throughout, except one team has Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, and the other team's got Taylor Heineke and McLaurin, and that, that's not enough. Like, the fourth down play early in the game um, where Rodgers runs for, or actually uh, they, throws it to Adams after having a roll right, like, They should have lost that down, and they end up scoring a touchdown on it, on fourth down. Uh, There's another, like, long run that Rodgers has on third and long. It's just, like, great players making impossible plays to stop. Adams had a 26-yard catch later, which was as good a catch and throw that I've seen all year because he just wasn't open at all. And yet they didn't, like, walk away with this game. It's crazy that Washington only ended up with 10 points. To be in the red zone four times and not just not get any touchdowns, but not get any points. Mm.
3: Well, I, I'm looking at this drive chart, and they fumbled on their own 29. Next drive, downs at Green Bay's one, downs again at Green Bay's three, an interception at the Green Bay 12, and then they squeeze out a field goal with the game out of reach.
2: Right. It was it was crazy. There was one play where Heineke could have walked into the end zone and dove for some reason, and his knee hit the ground, and because of the rule that you're giving yourself up didn't count. They didn't I don't score like that on. rule, by the way. I think we've got to calm down a little bit with the
1: giving himself up rule because you— I understand you want to protect the quarterback and you don't want to hurt the defense, but sometimes
2: it's, you feel like it's only that rule though, you know, along the goal line. Cause then, then you're having to like interpret it. It's very confusing. Like, are you, Yeah. he clearly wasn't giving himself up, but by rule it was over. And then he threw a bad interception a little bit later It's pretty much what we've seen out of Taylor Heineke throughout, and I'm just kind of glad that both teams protected Cardinals Packers this Thursday night game that I'm excited for. Six and one versus seven and zero. They got through to it. The Packers have some concerns. They could not run the ball at all in this game. They're very banged up on defense. So I I think I'd give them credit for being resourceful, but they are very injured, and they are not the same secondary without Uh, Jair Alexander. I just googled Ryan Fitzpatrick
1: news.
3: Oh yeah, he's. Uh, not let's
1: great. see. Uh, we'll report: Washington's Ryan it's Fitzpatrick negative. still weeks away from a return, still on crutches. That's our guy Rapsy. That was oh, his boy. Sunday morning
3: no, bomb that's a good drop. one. That's a good one. He's been doing those each week. Like I'll, I'll, what? you know, check like, I'll check updates? the phone like we all, like check at two thirty in the morning, and he's filed like three written pieces. I mean, it's not like breaking Watergate necessarily, right. but they're all valuable pieces. That's of the information. business. That's
1: the game. They all, they all play the game. They have their little nugs, and they hold it. And they wait till the morning shows, and then they say, "This is. These are my nugs. Ian, these are my nugs. Schefter, these are my nugs. Maybe Glazer, if he's not working out, I'll drop a nug over here. You got Lock and Four over here. Hey, I got nugs."
3: A lot, of, a lot to spread around there. A lot of nugs.
2: Here's a nug for you. Yeah. Lazard and Tunyon getting involved. Bobby Tunyon. That's what we were calling for a couple weeks ago. Lazard did it last week, did it this week. That's a good sign. Tunyon involved. Like They they need these guys to be involved. And Rashawn Gary has been great this year defensively and really kind of took over this game at points. Washington just has nothing else other than McLaurin. It's just such a steep fall. And then when McLaurin takes a, a pass in the end zone off the helmet, uh, you know it's not Washington's Day.
0: All right, you guys ready for yet another blowout? Take us there. Packers cover us. underneath the table or desk or anything else close by. Third down and goal. The shotgun set, the look. Here's Brady looking, throws the pass. Door. Caught ball. Touchdown, Mike Evans has three today. What a catch by Evans. Fire the cannons. It's Mike Evans' day today. James. Decker
1: hung off WFUS with a call. Tom Brady, first guy ever to throw 600 touchdown passes. That's cool. And the Buccaneers beat up on the Bears, 33-3, 38-3. It Excuse me. Um, it is the best start to the regular season in the history of the Bucs, 6-1. Mm. Uh, that's four straight wins. They avenge a loss to the Bears from a year ago. And Brady Greg, in a game that wasn't even like a great Brady game, still goes 20 for 36, 211, and four TDs.
2: And Breaks, you know, one of the biggest marks in NFL history, according to you guys,
3: 600 touchdowns. Oh, Greg hated this. Oh, yeah.
2: I didn't. Well, By like true
4: it.
3: football nerds, this is the classic thing that you, uh, <laughs> you reign discontent on. This oh, counting matter. stats. This counting just stats just matter. don't matter. That's not what I'm saying. Mark just did not believe <laughs> that Mike
2: Evans did not know that it was the 600 <laughs> touchdowns. By the way,
3: which is not fact. That is your theory. I don't what? believe you're – no, no, Mike no. Evans had no concept no, no, that you just Brady was approaching 600
2: I don't touchdown. know whether he did or not. I just was saying maybe he didn't know because you were getting on Mike Evans. He gave the ball, you know, to the guy in the crowd. It became a big story. The Bucks ended up negotiating, getting the ball back. All they gave him was a thousand dollar gift card. 500, Greg, no,
3: fax. 500. At the, 500.
2: At, at the team store. I thought it was a No, a it's thousand. 500.
3: The, and by the way, the reason it got on my radar, because we do, we're, we're very, we love doing these hits for Sky Sports. And. I was under the impression that Mike Evans gave the ball to a child and kept talking about right, the recipient as a child. The, the child was 29-year-old Byron Kennedy who he did have a big large like straw hat on looked sort of like a child to me. But um like yeah Greg it was it was $500 and my contention was it, that if you don't think that that bucks players knew that Tom Brady was are you approaching You guys about to 600- argue more
2: about the gift card no. Well, Total. they no, it, but- it, it, Greg Allman of the <laughs> Athletics says a thousand. I don't know if he's wrong, but he
3: says You 1, guys should fight about that. Well, wait, we got bad information then before the show. All right, listen, um, this was great. This is
1: some good newsroom heat uh, between Rosenthal and Sessler. Uh, but I do think it is notable if you are an NFL player to throw your 600th touchdown.
2: Absolutely. That's what I came All, all I meant was it. Three touchdowns came quickly. What a crazy first quarter that he had! Three touchdowns, and yet on his first sixteen throws, they had fifty-one yards. Like the Bears defense, I swear played about as well. <laughs> that was well, Jameis-esque. Right, as well as you possibly could play. I'm not saying they played great, but they competed in a game that you lost thirty-eight to three. What was it? But short fields, or it was six, t- five times that the Bucks started in Bears territory out of six, five out of six. It's like, what are you gonna do at that point? And Justin Fields turned the ball over five times.
1: So much for progress for the Chicago offense, which was completely overwhelmed in this game. They turned the ball over five times. Uh, They were, you know, 0 for 2 in the red zone. Uh, You know, it's just, man, it's it's tough sledding right now uh, to be um, a Bears fan because it just seems they're, they're just not fun to watch. And even though they have three wins this year, it doesn't feel like that. This doesn't feel like a team that's, in the mix, in the NFC, this feels like a team that's a long way off.
3: You just don't – I don't know who to trust in Chicago. And, I mean, I guess they ultimately – they did put Justin Fields out there like we've been asking for since, like, you know, early May. Um, but it's not going well around him. And, you know, I don't care about the the body language stuff on the sideline, which people are going crazy about. Um, but he did look – he looked demoralized.
1: Like, here's the thing. So, I don't – whether it's 500 or 1000 the gift card, so it's basically here. Take this uh, card, right? Take it to the team store, and get you know f- four jerseys or whatever, and then m- make you'll become our billboard even more than you already are. So that's kind of a win for the team, and then we'll give you a ball. And I mean that ball better be signed by Tom Brady. I want to know. I would imagine it, it better would not be just be some so. ball. Well, here's even an Mike object. Game ball. Here's
3: an object that probably in you know down the road in some sort of auction could net you. Half a million or a million dollars. But instead, here's either a thousand or $500 gift card, depending on what. Yeah, to be believe. our
2: billboard, our walking billboard. He, he right. could
3: have ran. A, he could have called a uh, slap in the face on a tougher bargain. I mean, he,
2: it was up to him. He was trying to be How generous. about real money. He's trying to be generous to oh, uh money. to the team that he loves. But he already is because he bought those tickets. And uh, uh, I'm with you. He just needed to drive a little harder bargain there. How about a new yeah, car? Tough, tough right.
3: Spot. Also, I let's say you are like a, even an adult that like loves wearing football clothing. Okay, like still a thousand dollars is. A lot to have to the only, spend. The on only point
2: of, of spending a thousand dollars at Team Store is to give people a lot of things. Because what are you going to do with that?
3: I mean, he's going to be a very predictable gift giver, which will, you know, probably <laughs> disenfranchise him from some. The,
2: the thing that, that struck me early though with this Bucks offense is like, and we've talked about it, is their running game. Early in this game, when it was, you know, scoreless, the first touchdown drive is, it was Fournette running through him? Was Ronald Jones running through him? And I really loved. They kept like trying to put up points in this game and throw the ball. But the fact that they could run early for 182 matters to me. The throws to Evans were crazy. I mean, the anticipation. he Brady's throwing these, like, way before he comes out of his breaks. Like, he handed the ball to Evans 46 yards down the field, even though he missed some throws or, or had some struggles at some point. Like, he was awesome. And on, on the other side, field just has got to speed up. You know, he's just really frustratingly slow with his delivery and his decision-making and to the point where he got hit while he was thrown, throwing I think four times today. Mm. and A couple of them were fumbles and the one that really stucks out, stuck out to me was at the end where Levante David's right in front of him. I mean, he's just about to destroy fields and he's early in that windup and it reminds me a little bit of Cam Newton and Tannehill, you know, who, who have gotten away with this and he just like, Keeps doing that windup. I mean, and he just gets absolutely crushed. And he's not even, like, close yeah. to finished with, with throwing the ball. And that's why he fumbled three times today on top of the three picks.
1: And, you know, a little sneak preview. I'm going to keep the Cardinals at number one in the power rankings, but I don't know if anybody's beating the Bucs right now. I think the Bucs are humming. I think they look so good. And just virtually, I don't, maybe the defense is a work in progress, but the offense, it doesn't
2: really matter who's missing. They just have layers of talent and the best quarterback ever at the control. The crazy thing is the things I remember from this game are it's like Tom Brady yelling at people. He was so mad O.J. Howard didn't need, know he was the hot route on one play. Right. Uh, he was so mad at Mike Evans didn't know he was the hot route on another play. And on another, he was yelling at the coaches when they're ahead 35 to three because I think they didn't get the play in in time and he had to took a take a timeout. It's like, <laughs> so guy, man, he's intense. This Tom Brady. Tom Brady is no longer
1: with the Patriots, but that doesn't mean the Patriots still can't. Dunk on the New York
0: Jets. How can we tell when the atomic bomb may explode? And a teacher is explaining that there are two kinds of attack, with warning and without any warning.
3: And now the Patriots <laughs> with the first and ten from the New York twenty-five. Born motions into the backfield from the pistol, floated
2: to Bourne.
0: He's looking to throw, and he tosses a lob to
2: Aguilor, yeah. wide open, touchdown, Patriots.
1: Bob Sochi with the call WBZ Zolak just you know making sounds in the background like a feral animal. Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar kicked off a slaughter in Foxborough. Mac Jones threw two touchdown passes in his first 300-yard game. Damian Harris and JJ Taylor each ran for two scores. The Pats won for the first time at home, rolling past the Jets. Wait for it. 54 to And don't think I didn't notice even though Catalan And Lofton, totally out to lunch. I mean, Bill Belichick is calling deep shots up uh, with 47 points, trying to get the 50-burger on the team he hates more than any team ever. Everyone else sees it. And somehow the CBS team, who have nothing else to talk about in this blowout, find it not worth mentioning that Bill Belichick's going out of his way to put up 50 on the Jets. Well, he did it. And, um... It couldn't get any uglier for the Jets, who in addition to getting embarrassed, and it's an indictment of the entire organization and coaching staff once again, uh, they lose Zach Wilson, who got hit uh, twice in a row, down low, no flags thrown, of course, uh, and he suffered a knee injury. He described it uh, after the game as feeling a pop. They believe it's a PCL injury, and they'll know more after an MRI on Monday. None of that sounds remotely good. Uh, and the Patri- and the Jets are as big of, of a mess right now as I can ever remember in all my years as a fan. But if you're a Patriots fan, you love that some things never change.
2: I think I'm, their offense has gotten better each week. I, Mac Jones is going down the field. You, you. Get, he looks great, Mac you, Jones. You get Jonu Smith involved. Nelson Aguilar hits That's a couple plays over 25. It's, it's still not efficient. Those two guys had 10 targets and four catches combined. But you, you do something. Your boy, Damian Harris, at least he's delivering for your fantasy team, Dan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Things are great. <laughs> <laughs> I I think they absolutely go a little extra because it's the Jets. Although the Patriots kind of like to go extra against anyone. I mean, the Grave Digger will, will remember some Titans games where for some reason they just decide you know, wanted to put up 60 in the zero. snow. Did you watch the end of the game? No, but I mean, it was the same conversation yeah. in that 59 in the snow game against Tennessee, them taking just deep shots uh, if, after they get to 50. That's what like, they do. At one point, they,
1: they get to midfield, and it's like, okay, the Pats are going to uh, get the three points, and then they get pushed back in a holding, and it's like se- second and 17 with three minutes to play, and it's just like, okay, they'll run it twice. They'll kill the clock down, punt it away, game over. And what do they do? They call a pass play, then a bomb downfield. And it it's like, okay, we know exactly. Hey, Catalan.
3: Well, hold on, hold on. Wake up.
2: Like what? That's where you're going to put your anchor. I guess it's got to go
3: somewhere. Come back to us. Go back to Thursday's show and Friday's television show where we kept hoisting up the Patriots at the team that the Jets were going to go beat this weekend. Who? Who said that? Absolutely, this was – Greg, Honestly, like we were talking about the Patriots. I picked them to win by ten. I said it, that this Patriots. What am I team... listening to? Like we, like honestly. No, Mark, I'll, about...
0: ba- I'll back you up. On Thursday, we were all like, yeah. "Well, the Patriots we're, we're aren't making playing the case. their best." We're, like, they what was the case they though? Could win There is what no
2: case. What was the
3: case? Because it's not here's it, the case. I'm looking they have not beaten Jets, anyone
2: but, but the Jets and the Texans. That, that that's the case. The Jets played pretty good defense for four games. Then they went to London. And then in this game, they gave up more yards than they have since the turn of the century, which is crazy to a Mac Jones Patriots team. That that was the case. I,
3: I don't know because, I mean, I, I just don't see two teams equal on any level. And the Jets... I-
1: if you want to know what my thoughts were heading into the game, it was, oh my God, how do you flatline in London? Oh my God, why aren't you building something? Please show me something this week in New England. This should not be a team. This isn't the old Patriots where you should go up there and get absolutely demolished this is not the way it is anymore. You don't need to be that team on the wrong side. And yet, that's exactly what happened because the Jets are on a on a biblical level uh, played down to whatever the expectations are. And I just think it is great for the Patriots. It's good to have a team that you could always bully like this. Uh, but for the Jets and Robert Sala, who lost his temper a little bit in in the, the postgame, was using some salty language. Uh, he knows what a bad look it was today for the Jets, that they would have a bye week to prepare for this game. And even before Zach and w- Wilson went out, I, I think it was 17-0. I mean, this was a game that they just no-showed on, and it's such a bad look it's for a the bad entire sign. organization to get beat 54 to 13 when the Patriots are who they are now and you're supposed to be a team on the rise, it's disgusting. That's all. I they can have
3: say. no identity and there are plenty of first-year coaches that have not a lot to work with. That if anything else, those teams, some of those teams can you can leave that season, that year one, saying I know what they are. I have no idea what the Jets are right now, and I'm surprised.
2: They have they have 11 games. it, it is surprising. They're- 11
1: games with Zach Wilson because if he's or or it gets hurt, worse.
2: If right. he's seriously hurt, I, I mean, it can
1: go either way. You lose the evaluation of your rookie quarterback, and then it's all out the window. I mean, I stayed home in the early part of the games today to watch this with my dad, who's in town, and this type of letdown—it's just unacceptable. And Jets fans, this is not acceptable. You know this. The organization needs to be held accountable for how poor and how what a the product they are putting out there is unacceptable and it needs to change. And I don't know what they do because last year when they were embarrassing themselves and embarrassing Jets fans, they said, we'll fire the coach. We'll get a new quarterback. But now we have the new coach and we have the new quarterback and you're still embarrassing your fan base. So tell me what you're going to do now. What are you going to do? Because I'm, I'm fed up. I'm at the place where Chris Wessling was with the Bengals and I have two sons and I'm supposed to make them Jets fans. No, you're not. You don't have That's what you want me. I'm not doing that. I am not doing that. I'm. I'm done. I'm. I'm legitimately angry. This is not performative. We have to move on before I get in trouble. I'm not mad right now. F- oh. 54 Hand Handoff for Booker who runs left, makes to a hand miss. With to Brandon the 15, Bolden to the ten to the, to the five receiver. touchdown. Giants. Devontae Booker. <laughs> Inexcusable. Nineteen yard scamper, icing on the cake for the Giants' second win of the season. All right. So it wasn't all a loss for the New York teams, even though the Giants were getting booed out of their building early on against the Panthers. They put it together. um, And somehow the Jets are involved in this too. Bob Papa, WFAN with the call. Daniel Jones threw a five-yard touchdown pass and made an amazing one-handed 16-yard grab uh, in the game's only true touchdown drive. A 25-3 win over the Panthers, uh, who have crystallized into – Goose droppings after their 3-0 and start. Matt Rule benched Sam Darnold in favor of P.J. Walker in the fourth, fourth quarter of this game. After the game, he quickly proclaimed Darnold will remain his starter going forward. Let's hear from uh, Mr. Rule. Um, and then went ahead and did it. The last thing I wanted to do was embarrass somebody. And I know because I know that this is going to be the story this week. But, you know, I really believe sometimes this is, you know, you go back to the old days before all the pressure. You know, you know, quarterbacks would sometimes sit for a little bit and have to come back. So, we will you know, Sam will define who he is. You know what I mean? Like this is this is up to him.
2: Great. They also asked Sam Darnold, you know, if he could if he should keep the starting job. And he just said, yeah, that that decision is not up to me. He's lucky P.J. Walker came in and <laughs> was brutal. You know, the game was only two scores at that point. Walker went three for 14. It certainly did not look any better uh, than Sam Darnold, but it was hard to look too much worse. Darnold, 25 throws, 111 yards, had a grizzly interception on what was really their only good offensive drive where he just sailed it. Bad decision and a bad throw. Took a safety uh, by throwing the ball away, kind of panicking under pressure. Rule went through the mistakes. He was saying he was missing open guys. He was throwing off his back foot. And I think when he said missing open guys, I think he meant not seeing it either. And that, that's kind of what I saw in this game from Darnold. He was at the point where he was just not allowing his team a chance to win. And we, we saw these games you know, when he was on the Jets. We've seen a couple now with the Panthers. He actually has eight games where he's averaged under two adjusted yards per attempt since he's been in the league. Uh, the rest of the NFL since then, no one else has more than – than three, and that, so when Darnold goes bad, he, it like really goes bad, and it, it becomes an avalanche. And he Rule can say whatever he wants. We'll get you to you Giants, but Rule can say whatever he wants in that moment. He has to. He has to keep playing Darnold. What's he gonna do? At least right now, immediately after the game, we see Joseph Person, the Panthers beat reporter with the Athletics, saying that the Panthers are involved in the Deshaun Watson trade negotiations. That's been followed up by Florio at PFT and Aaron Wilson at the Houston, some radio station. I forget which one right now. Um, Both saying that the Panthers are involved too. So that, to me, speaks a lot louder than what Rule said.
3: Yeah, and again, I mean, Watson has a no trade clause, so he can decide where he wants to go. I mean, this is the second week in a row where I'm looking at this Robbie Anderson, three catches off of nine targets. Last week, he was an absolute liability. It's on Darnold, and it sounds like Darnold's just not seeing the field. He's not processing along with all the other mistakes. But DJ Moore also, six catches off of ten targets. Like, there are, you know, this was Sam Darnold's in such a good situation. He has so much talent around him. There's no Christian McCaffrey, but the wide arms aren't helping. And then I'm watching a Giants team that has their starting roster, skill position-wise, On the bench. It was an interesting comparison because the Giants' offense was missing
2: seven of their original starters, including their top four playmakers. And what you saw was uh, a young quarterback who did everything he could despite the situation. Didn't light it up, but managed the game, played about as well as he could in Daniel Jones, and then Darnold, who crumbled under the situation. It's a tough situation. And, you know, they picked up
1: Darnold's option – so it doesn't mean he's their quarterback for sure next year, but it's a big financial investment. They,
2: they owe him $18 million guaranteed. They did not need to do that. Very similar to Teddy Bridgewater where they gave him that second year. And Darnold is reminding me of like a destitute man's Teddy right now because everything's short of the sticks. Everything on third down, everything is just like a three-yard gain. And, and, and then they punt.
3: But and, you can sit him if you find someone better. That's just money.
2: Right. Yes, I absolutely. mean that's, that's they fine. will. They will. And
1: maybe, it. maybe Matt Rule will be on board with the Sean Watson. Maybe he wouldn't. Um, But if David Tepper is on board, the owner, that's all that matters. He would make a move. And if Matt Rule, what is Matt Rule going to say? Because the owner gave him two opportunities to have a quarterback in the building. That made things happen and he's 0 for two. So it's it's you know, it's not over and maybe Christian McCaffrey comes back and Sam Darnold stabilizes his play and they are a team that's in the playoff mix, but it is not looking good right now. Wait, the
2: crazy thing is their defense played really well in this game for until the very end. Like you said, there was only one real touchdown drive. The the Giants only had one drive over forty yards. In 13 tries, they kept being put in tough spots, and the Panthers' defense actually held up and kept it a game uh, for a long time. So, to me, it hasn't been the Panthers' defense, but I'm concerned. I heard P.J. Walker talking after the game, and they asked him about Darnold, and they were like, how's he been the last couple weeks? And he used the words, there's been a noticeable change in the last couple weeks. But you know, Who he, said that? His P.J. Walker, his backup. Ah. Um, basically, just like, I think he's feeling... Yeah. He's feeling what's going on, and, and he's trying bummer. to get through it.
1: It's a bummer, but uh, we'll see what happens. They need McCaffrey back, and it won't be week nine at the earliest. This uh, Giants team, you know, I, I haven't
2: given up on them totally. Yeah,
3: You know, they're fighting. To, to they're banged up. Yeah. What, does that to win, mean? Like, what does that mean at this point when we're jumping on their fan base? To win like,
2: six or seven games, which means you go about 500 after you're one and five. That's all. That's about it. All right, let's take a break here, and then
1: we will uh, finish out the early games. All right, we're back. Let's talk about a close game. Those things do happen in the NFL. <laughs> so here is 36 yards
0: to win the game. Snap, spot, kick from Ku is away, and it is good. Atlanta wins. 30 to 28 is the final here today <laughs> in South Florida.
1: I mean, it was West Durham out late, so right the, the Braves. Fever. The Braves win the pennant. Maybe that's why West Durham a little. Quiet on the game winner for Young Way, Koo, WZGC with the call. Good call. Like GC, good call. I don't know if that was a great call, but Wes is a pro. And he'll bounce back. Matt Ryan connected on two clutch passes to Kyle Pitts to get Atlanta into field goal range on the final drive, setting up Koo's 36-yarder as time expired. And the Falcons, oof, the Dolphins. I mean, the Jets are more miserable than anyone in that division, but they have the same record as the Dolphins, who are now 1-6 after a 30-28 win for the Falcons. And, Mark, that's two straight wins for Atlanta, six straight losses for Miami, and uh, the Falcons are in the murky mix in the NFC. Yeah,
3: I think if you look at two teams that are in various stages of rebuilding, the Falcons, much earlier than where Miami thought they were, um... There's a little more to like here, and it starts with Kyle Pitts, who, you know, you guys were there when he went nine for 119 with a touchdown against the Jets. 163 yards today, looked completely unstoppable, had this incredible one handed catch down the sideline. I mean, he makes them fun to watch. They they simply would not. He was the difference in the game, and that that set up three
2: points, and he set up the final three
1: points. I saw. I saw on Twitter they're just like they don't. They're like we don't care if he's a tight. They're lining him up as a wide receiver, one on the outside, and he's just winning battles.
3: Well, Nate, and so I mean, I think the narrative here would be so different had. The, the Falcons crumbled on that final drive where Pitts did play a role because it's all about Tua for Miami. And he had – here's the thing. It's like he's just so up and down. I mean, he had four touchdowns on the day. He led two nice drives at the end. He put him in a position to win at the Miami defense – could have stopped the Falcons inside the two-minute warning. They couldn't. He also had a terrible red zone interception, and he had an awful throw where he was getting kind of dragged to the down, to the ground on a second pick. So it's like you look at these interceptions for these quarterbacks – And it's not to blame Tua because I see these people. You know, it's Tua's not the problem. It's like it's just that when you look at the interceptions that he has, they leave you concerned. Um, He did some good things today, but for me, like Matt Ryan, who you know, I guess we're kind of post Matt Ryan. We're not getting excited about Matt Ryan the same way at this point because. well, Greg, but you're excited about every single quarterback, so I don't know how to monitor anything that's I'm happening I'm post Matt
1: anything. Ryan as an elite quarterback. I think sure, just, we're I not, he's just not a
3: buzzy guy at this point. But, but he's, he's a good
1: quarterback. He's still good, he's as we're still, seeing.
3: He had, yes. he had a terrible fumble in this game that brought the Dolphins right back into it, too. But this was, you know, Miami's lost back-to-back games on last-second field goals. They're a snake-bitten club. It's not just that, because there are all these whispers. They're also on the Deshaun Watson thing, and they talked about the fact that Tua, during the week— was hearing all that Deshaun Watson stuff, and that they had to kind of like sequester him away from it and kind of get his mind right, and and that what does that you know, mean? Like, well, I mean, yeah. I I don't want to I don't want to add more to yeah. it than they said on the broadcast, and I mean, he talked about it too, and he's like, I do hear that stuff, but you just can't focus on it, and that Charlie Fry, the quarterback coach, who apparently also calls plays, um, <laughs> we're hearing so many play calls, was like pulling him away just to watch film because I think it's if you're young and you're him. It is destructive to hear that all the people around you want someone else to do what you do. That's you're doing. very
1: tough. It's very tough, but also this is—he's a pro now, and that's just right. part of it. I mean, the story is the way it's all unfolding, and who Deshaun Watson is, and what's going on with him makes it even uh, bigger—a uh, story that's hard to avoid. But like the Dolphins, I guess you could say they're snake bit. But last week, their coach essentially loses them the game with terrible time management, and you get beat by a winless team. And then this week. You you dig out of a hole. You have a lead, and you just need to make a stop to still win, and you can't do it. So it's you know it, it's like a team. A, bad teams get beat late.
3: I'll offer they're this: bad. they're
2: also just not very good this right. season. Right, they were given they were given a a life preserver from the schedule makers, getting Jags Falcons back to back. Maybe you can save your season, and they feel like a team that really isn't ready to have their season saved. The Falcons, on the other hand, get. You know, the Giants football team, Jets and Dolphins, really might be the bottom four in your power rankings in a row. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they get those four in a row. They go three and one. They really should have gone four and oh, because I don't know how they blew that Washington game uh, at the end. Uh so to me, they're 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 a little lucky to be three and three, but you'd rather you'd rather take care of these games are, than not. They're... They have some things to be excited about. When you're handing it off to Cordell Patterson on the biggest play of the game to pick up short yardage to to basically run the clock out and set up the field goal, and he's like your short yardage running back. That's fun. I, I do it. think that if you it.
3: look at their offense, I know you're right. The, the opponents take them into consideration, but. Compared to where we were early in the year, like the Arthur Smith offense, you can see elements of it. Moments where it looks a little bit, minus Derrick Henry, passing game-wise, Titan-esque during some of their higher moments. And I thought Matt Ryan was a little more daring with the ball today, throwing it deep.
1: I think think what the Falcons are going to be is they're going to beat these bad teams. They'll hang in some games against okay teams, and they'll just get beat badly by the good teams. And their defense is a gigantic mess. I am not buying in on the Falcons, but good for them. Uh, getting these Ws. Uh, all right. oh,
3: are they as spicy as the Giants that we're excited about that are going to win six games according to the? <laughs>
2: well, I I just thought the Giants were like the best one and three team and then the best one and four team and the injuries. I, just, I can't pick. keep
3: track of who were on fire. <laughs> I just for think it. they're
2: it's like definitely. a top twenty-ish team and they're not, not quite 20. as bad as the record. That's all. You they're really about the got
1: same. Sessler fired up about being into the Giants.
2: I like that.
3: I, I just I mean they didn't have. There's no bar or measuring. They stick didn't about have anyone getting
2: our loins on fire. They didn't have anyone. I'm just looking for teams that keep me interested. <laughs> the Giants are still that team. One of those teams. How about that? To reach his own. Finally, another game with a huge
1: spread, but it actually ended up being closer than anyone expected.
0: From the 12, Goff back to throw. Aaron Donald hits him. Throw end zone. It's picked. Intercepted at the goal line by Jalen Ramsey. He's
1: out to the 10. Right sideline 20. A stiff arm as Ramsey preserves
0: a 25-19 lead.
1: There, oh, I'm I'm not going to bond his performance for me tonight. (laughs) The Jets took that JB Long with the call, KSB, and our buddy JB Long. Matthew Stafford passed for 334 and three touchdowns, but the hero was Jalen Ramsey, who stepped in front of a Jared Goff pass uh, for the big interception that helped seal a 28-19 win over Jared Goff and the still winless Lions at SoFi Stadium. Uh, This was a game, boys, that really had, you know, it had blowout embarrassment for Jared Goff written all over it. And then we got the Dan Campbell experience again. And I got to, you know, give Dan, you want to talk about bad teams that are spicy? The Lions are a little bit spicy because their head coach fears nothing. He does not fear death. And if someone is not afraid <laughs> to die, then they are always going to be difficult to defeat. And in this case, he, they get the ball, and the whole thing was you got to keep the ball out of the hands of the Rams. And what do they do? They get the ball. They score a touchdown. They kick an onside kick. They recover the onside kick. They go down. They get the ball. They get, they get stopped on fourth down. They call a fake punt. Later in the game, they do it again. And all these things went the way of the Lions. Unfortunately, all those things went their way and they still couldn't find a way to win, which tells you the disparity here between the two teams that the Lions literally threw the kitchen sink at the Rams and still couldn't find a way. So that's how I'll remember this game. The other thing I'll remember about it is Jared Goff, nearly he sniffed revenge and came close to one of the better revenge wins in a long Mm. time. But it was the Goff interception at the end of a 15-play drive that chewed up nine minutes in the fourth quarter where they had a chance to go ahead. And instead, he essentially cost them the game. And, you know, Sean McVay breathed a deep sigh of relief when that happened.
2: Wasn't that play so telling, too, though? Because that's not the first play this season where it was just Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey being the two best players on yes. the field and just winning the game for their team. Donald gets the pressure gets Goff to force a throw in the red zone. Rams fans have seen that before. A little panicked under pressure. It wasn't like a crazy, crazy, terrible throw, but Ramsey made a great play on the ball, and game over. Bye-bye.
3: It's probably if you're the Rams, if you're Les Sneed, it couldn't have happened at a better time in your home, across from our workplace at SoFi, that Jared Goff's meltdown leads to a close Rams victory And I don't know if this is how – outside of fantasy circles and outside of, like, Los Angeles local news, I don't think Cooper Cup is getting the attention he should. Another 10 catches for 156 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, it's week after week with this guy.
1: Yeah, he is on a pace that will set records if he continues it. Uh, And that is certainly a surprise, but it just shows – I mean, it's a bit of – I don't want to say an indictment of Goff, but it shows how great Matthew Stafford is, that he could take a very good receiver and make him – a great one. And I will throw out one more thing um, the old Mike Lombardi four point play. Another big misfire from Goff. And it was a little bit of a miscommunication with his running back, DeAndre Swift. But again, on a play late in the game uh, when the Rams had a chance to score seven and uh, go up uh, by five. And on a third down, Swift was open. It's a touchdown if he puts it on him. But Goff kind of stuttered a little bit and kind of threw Swift off, who then moved off the route and fanned out, and then Goff got threw it where he was previously. Incomplete pass. And I think that's just the kind of stuff when Dan Campbell says in the press conference last week, we need him to be better, Goff. But I just think this is who Goff
2: is. They're well coached. They made the you red know. zone five times today. They more and, than the Rams. And they didn't the one touchdown. Didn't get one. That's right. the problem. It's didn't just, get one. And it, 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 it's amazing. Like, Cup, to me, and the situation are great, and they're making a very good Stafford look better. You know what I mean? Like, I think it, it goes both yeah. ways. For Cup to be this good, it's awesome. And, yes, awesome they did
1: They did meet it at midfield after the game. Jared Goff and Sean McVay. We don't have to hear about that anymore. The Lions are 0-7, but a spicy 0-7. The Rams 6-1, and 1, which takes us to... Sunday Night Football. Unfortunately, no Nick Shook this week. We had some technical difficulties. Nick, we look forward to your we presence love you, next week. It's not the same without the pipe <laughs> to Sunday Night Football. A lot of people have said that to him. First, let's take a break.
0: Oh, Sunday night. All the way in the end zone to Michael Pittman for the touchdown.
1: Oh, Al Michaels with the call for NBC. The Michael Pittman touchdown. Just a jump ball. Carson Wentz throws up there, and he lets his receiver make a play, and that he did. The clinching touchdown in a 30 to 18 Colts win over the Niners. They're just terrible in their own building. That, that, team, that team has no home field advantage, and they really, at two and three, uh, two and four, excuse me. I don't know if they have any hope. Ooh. Mark, uh, let's start with the Colts, who in a game with miserable weather show up and get the job done and a team that was left for dead uh, at the start of this month is going to enter it in very good shape relatively
3: yeah I think in a game like this where I mean you get like four or five of these a year where the weather is a legitimate factor and you know Carson Wentz did enough I thought that this was a game where pass interference played a huge role The, the Niners had 97 yards of P.I penalties and they they led directly to Colts scores and the it, it, Wentz had that one uh would-be interception that looked awful initially on tape but it was actually ruled a fumble uh, but he made some throws too and like they did enough they did enough down the stretch I I'm I don't come away like I think you got Greg I think you're a bigger Wentz and Colts fan than I am um mm. but they I they steamrolled basically to me a Niners team that has me depressed about football. No, they they've just been
2: good. I mean, I don't am not a huge Wentz fan. I was, well, I was banging the Wentz right. drum all off season. I so I, have, are you? I have not been. Um yeah. I've just said he's been a solid QB this year. This game was pretty typical of that. He'll he'll make one or two head scratching plays, but for the most part he's played well in tricky situations. Pittman has become a guy when the ball's in the air, you just think he's going to go get it. I mean, he is aggressive, he's nasty. He's he a is, guy
1: becoming a dude.
2: He is really gotten better and they need him. You know, they didn't have Hilton tonight. Uh, Campbell's not coming back. Ali Cox makes a play every week. And then Jonathan Taylor is becoming a, a truly elite He's back. Like, yeah. I mean, the way he waits and then explodes and his vision is like night and day from a year ago. And you compare that to San Francisco, who I think they're kind of similar teams, similar injury situations, similar mid-level quarterbacks, similar coaches with the reputation to play call really well. But I tell you what, there's a lot of open – receivers and a lot of better play calls on the Colts side of things tonight than the 49ers. You could not watch this game and think that the the 49ers are uh, the better coached team on offense. It just hasn't looked that way this season.
1: Mark, where are you at on your Kyle Shanahan fan club membership? Are you still a dues paying member mm-hmm. now that they are two and four and not, it doesn't look particularly like a team ready to turn the corner. And, and I think, Jimmy Garoppolo I just don't think he could really play. I, I and three turnovers in this game and some backbreaking turnovers at that.
2: I don't think he just couldn't throw the ball tonight. I, that but, was part I, of
1: it. All right, place. we can make excuses for the the weather and all that, but it, to me it's it's Jimmy G is part of the problem here, but now you have the Trey Lance being injured so that keeps the situation Uh, At bay in terms of a controversy, or does it? We'll find out what's going on with Lance next week. But it feels like, um, in case of emergency, break the Lance glass. It's time.
3: Well, it is. It's absolutely time because at this point. I knew it was coming. You did?
1: I didn't. I I thought. I'll tell you why
3: because I heard them, you know, sound checking the song beforehand. So I knew it was being prepped (laughs) (laughs) just to make sure that it plays out correctly. And then the minute Mark says something, interrupt him and get your giggles, and everyone goes home and sleeps in their beds.
1: Wow. You actually you completely nailed that whole thing. I did get my giggles, and I will sleep in my bed with a <laughs> smile on my face.
3: The thing about, hold on, Jimmy G, and I, I, I
4: know.
3: He I, suddenly I, could I throw the giggles. ball, though. Thank you. They had that three-play 70-yard touchdown drive where they could throw the ball. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, I don't know, for me, though, but you asked, like, where –
1: I mean, um, I see that. I see what you're talking about. The three-play, 70-yard drive got him back in the game. But for me, it's like you watch these Garoppolo games, and there's just more bad than good week no, after week.
3: You're
2: you're absolutely
3: right. And the bet, and the bet, and like you know, when they were out on on offense, the better players on the field were Darius Leonard, who's been a total beast, like quitty pay, total game changer pay scenario. And I, you asked where am I? Where am I in the Niners? And it's kind of like when you're trying to like unhook yourself from a gym, and it takes like two months to get through to, you know. The people on the telephone to like to have you stop paying. You're stuck in that thing, and I'm kind of stuck right in the down. Niners <laughs> thing. Well, they're
1: like, well, you can't, you can't quit the gym because you haven't moved out of the area. It is like, well, I'm not, I'm not in the San Francisco area. It's like, are you in California? Yes. Did you say that Kyle Shannon was not going to win just one Super Bowl, but multiple Super multiple. Bowls? Uh, yes, I did say that. Well, you cannot leave the fan club.
3: Yeah, you can't leave now. <laughs> I'm not leaving now, but it is like it, wait. It, we could give him the
1: chance tonight to leave the club. No,
3: because here's the thing. Okay. Like, I, I just, I think that the the plan is not worked, and like, I'm not those going to sit around and tell you he's the best, this or that, and the Niners are going to win multiple Marcus NFC is so titles.
0: Crazy. Yeah. Oh, okay.
3: They are four and a half games behind. That's better than the song, by the way. You could play that. They're four and a half back. Like, if
0: this is
2: oh. a baseball team. Like you could put a magic number up for eliminating the 49ers in this division. There's only ten. That's games like left the
1: equivalent here. of being about twelve back in a baseball it's, season it's a, in, at midseason.
2: season they're, they're running game. I know Elijah Mitchell ended up having the same numbers as Taylor, but it, it's not the same running game. It's it's the lowest point of the Shanahan era. I don't even think that's debatable because they always had great excuse, great re, you know context for why they were struggling before. This was not supposed to be that year. And and while they've had injuries. A, a lot of teams have had injuries, and they've they I'm surprised.
3: And I they, really and they've surprised. mortgaged their mortgaged their future. Picks wise, I mean, it's all about trade land. So
2: why not? You know, at this. Point. Shanahan seems like he doesn't know exactly what to do. Like they ran the ball great in that first drive. They get set up in the red zone after the Jonathan Taylor fumble on the second drive, and then they go. They try to be aggressive. Let Jimmy G throw the ball. Doesn't throw it well. End up kicking a field goal. And then when you get to the end of the first half. They kind of were letting the Colts run the clock out because they didn't even want to get the ball back for Jimmy G because they didn't think he could score in the rain. So that, I, there's a lot
1: going on. And now if you're a Colts fan and uh, yes, the old Zeus are picked him to win the division. I always thought Wentz could it's have, have a comeback. You, shout out. Thank you, Paul Rudd. I always thought that Wentz could have this bounce back season. He's been up and down and he was up and down on Sunday, of course. But I think he's got a little juice this season now. And you look at if they can somehow it's not a somehow. The Titans are playing great football right now, and I would never go against Gravedigger because Gravedigger savaged you boys with some trash talk and then backed it up. Right. His nickname is not
2: correct. Um, I mean, it, Gravedigger hasn't savaged anyone. <laughs> I would like it. He could. He you could. Did. have. He could have savaged it. It's the, like savage with a smile. The list, you know, no, the listener
1: didn't know. Mr. Nice. Guy. And the viewers didn't know that after our TV taping on Friday, as Mark and Greg are walking out of the studio, getting ready to with smiles on their faces to begin their weekend, Di-
2: Gravedigger said what?
3: I, it didn't even register with
2: me. Oh, it didn't happened. register. Yeah, no, he no, literally. Just... They, the listeners do know because Gravedigger told this story earlier in the show. Uh, he said, uh, "Sorry for losing your locks." Something. Gra- Gra- but But to Greg's
3: earlier point, like he's he said it, it in such nice fashion it, right? that it didn't leave me stunned and like driving home it, staring a thousand. Well, yards that's into the, the story you
1: tell now. But anyway, if they win, if they beat these Titans at home. On Halloween, Big guess game. what? You got the Jets and Jags waiting for you home
2: the next two weeks after that, and all of a sudden the Colts are right in the thick of things. It, they're I, they're gonna be in the a, they can be in the AFC Wild card race the, again. We have an extra game this season, even if they the somehow division race. Why can't they sure win that division? too? They got to win that game. Yeah, if they lose that game, huge. They're game. out. They're out of the division race. But either way, I think they can be playing games that matter in Week 16, 17, 18, which you you wouldn't have necessarily... Put it this way. I I don't know.
1: If they beat the Titans next week, they're one game out with the Jets and Jags up next. That's all.
3: That all works mathematically, but if each of these teams were like, human beings in a room, like the cults would not catch my eye. Like, I understand what you're oh, saying. Yeah. You're but, in the middle. They're... <laughs>
2: hey, all, all you can ask for as a fan is to be playing meaningful games. I get that, 18. but like th- this I, is what this you've is, done to us. We'll, we'll NFL, do this
3: with, with 15 teams, but it's like the cults are just sort of a bland mix. Like, I, I, I also appreciate that they're sturdy. They're well coached. Says the guy in the Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> suddenly you feel like uh, speaking up on the show. That's nice of you. <laughs>
1: all right. I think we should shut these. Things, shut these <laughs> okay. It's been a, it's been a tough one. Thank you, frags. Um, all right, that's it.
3: I don't want to, like, I did not, that, by the way, that's like, I don't mean to say that to Erica, then we close the show, that feels. Well, oh. you, you know, you, took, no, you I snapped mean, it, at her. Yeah, and it's, and it's, I, I feel is like it's time is. to go home. You did
1: what you did, and you can't take it back. It happened.
3: What I don't about I don't either, be here what anymore. about her or whoever else <laughs> playing the music while I'm talking on a show? She's
1: certainly, the, you know, she's accountable. I hope she is about it, and you guys could talk about it privately. Yeah, you
4: know what, Mark? If it really bothers you, I, I'll stop doing that. I'm really sorry.
3: Oh, she's, I don't mind it too much. She's setting you up. Go ahead and say something. No, I'm not going to say anything else because it's not, it's that or some other female employee hey. saying something about me, like that's pre recorded. We'll,
1: <laughs> we know you like that. We'll be back on Tuesday uh, with a special oh, yeah. guest, Rachel Bonetta, new to the company, rising industry titan, some say.
2: I say. Evidence to suggest. Evidence to suggest. Host of NFL game debut.
1: Well, there's the evidence right there. That show's thing. doing nice numbers.
3: Over-under on how many times that will be mentioned on during the Tuesday time we spent with her. I'm putting that at 18 and a half.
1: We'll set it at 18 and a half. I'll pound the over on that one. I will, two, too. Two and a half. Um, all right. So that's what's coming. <laughs> uh, now we're just all being mocked. This is wonderful. Now Ricky's just opening up the drops folder. <laughs> just now.
3: pressing everybody. button. Uh, so we'll be
1: back Tuesday.
3: Dan, Watch out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, that was the entire Jets team before kickoff today. It only took one dart. Alright, that's it. Uh we'll be back, yes, Tuesday, so check that out. And uh <laughs> till then, Dan Hans is signing off for Quiet Storm, the old boss, Ricky Hollywood, the Gravedigger. Big day for the Gravedigger, sticking in two, Susan. <sighs> Heed the call!